0: I'm Aria Schwartz along with Eli Horowitz, and welcome to the WNBA Insider Show. Each week, we cover in depth topics in the league, giving honest and critical analysis. This week, the top 10 players in the WNBA for 2018. Eli, I don't know, why don't you intro the top 10 players of 2018 and how we're going to kind of tackle this?
1: So, hey, hey everyone. Um, You know, I guess we're on a new platform, so just (laughs) introduce myself quickly. you know, uh, I'm at Coach Horowitz 13. I'm, I'm a college basketball assistant coach and a WNBA reporter. Um, if you haven't been listening to our show, I'm really excited for this one because we've spent the last six weeks doing deep dives on teams and really getting into the weeds on X's and O's and rosters. And this one's just going to be kind of fun. Um, so we're going to bring you our Each of our lists, and our lists are different, and we're going to debate the top 10 players for the 2018 season. Now, let me explain the caveats. Okay, this is not, Now, I repeat, this is not top 10 careers. So, for example, Diana Tarazi, for example, we're not factoring in what she's done in the past. What we're saying is which 10 players are the most talented players right now for the 2018 season. Okay, so again, we're not factoring past performance, And we're not factoring in, uh, you know, this player is only in her second season, so I'd rather have her because I'd have her for more years. We're really looking at this as best we can as a one-year deal. You know, who would you take 1 to 10 for one year? So obviously it's not perfect. Everyone has their own little definitions, but I think that's kind of the framework unless you want to add something.
0: No, 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 I love that. I mean, obviously we're going to – keep into it what happened last year because that affects your your visions of somebody and whether or not you view because their age they are going to grow this next year or decline this next year. But we're not going to be like, oh, you were an amazing player five years ago or you set the record for most threes, so you're guaranteed to be in the top ten list. Um,
1: right, right. And that's what I mean by not factoring the passes in. This is not who are the ten best career-wise, you know. Um, 10 best of all time would be a very different list than t- top 10 for 2018.
0: Yep. And with that being said, let's just hop right in. Uh, Eli, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Cause I think yours is going to be a little bit less shocking. I know we kind of peeked at each other's lists and mine has been adjusted a little bit more. Um, my list, I'll start from 10 and work my way down. I have Stewie, Brandon Stewart at number 10. All right, number nine, Angel McCautry, number eight, Tina Charles, number seven, Skylar Diggins-Smith, and I can back that up later, we'll obviously go into that one later, number six, Sylvia Fowles, number five, Candace Parker, number four, John Jones, number three, Brittany Griner; number two, Elena Donne. And number one for 2018, Maya Moore. Uh, let's hear your list and then let's debate it. Let's get into Interesting. it.
1: Interesting. We have we really have very different lists. So like obviously, even the players we both have, we have in a very different order. So this should be pretty fun. Um, I'm actually gonna go one to ten because my shocker's at the end. Um, number one, my number one player for 2018 is Candace Parker. Number two. Elena Deladon, Number three, Sylvia Fowles. Number four, Maya Moore. Number five, Brittany Griner. Number six, Neko Gumakwe. Number seven, John Quell Jones. Number eight, Brianna Stewart. Nine, Tina Charles. And ten, Chelsea Gray. That is my top 10.
0: So I think obviously the, the headline grabber for you is going to be Chelsea Gray at 10. So why don't we start off and convince me, tell me why she's on your top 10 list and not an honorable mention. Because I've seen your list as far as honorable mentions, and you've got some big names there. So Chelsea Gray hops to top 10 on Eli's list. Break it down.
1: Yeah, well, one thing is like you can really see from this list that this is a league dominated by bigs. You know what I mean? And so with all the elite bigs, I I came down where um, I basically only had one guard spot. You know, I guess unless you count Maya Moore as as a guard, you know, guard forward, but kind of I really had like one spot for a point guard. And, you know, there's a few I have some other point guards on my honorable mentions. We'll get to that. But when I look at Chelsea Gray, I don't think there's another guard with her physicality and size, you know it's a little hard to explain but there's no other guard that at her level that has the physical ability to just back someone in, drive in and overpower other defenders. And talking to some of my sources around the league, there are teams that part of their trades this offseason they literally factored in how do we stop Chelsea Gray? You know, they felt they didn't even have a guard who could defend her and I know I know Phoenix. One of the reasons, you know, Breanne January. They look at this is somebody that maybe can guard Chelsea Gray, for example. That's someone who can guard Maya Moore and Chelsea Gray. So, you know, after Maya Moore, as far as scores on the perimeter, she, I, for me, she she just has an element no one else has. Not to mention she led the WNBA in three point shooting, and I'm almost saying that as an afterthought. So you have somebody who led the WNBA in three point percentage last year is one of the most physical drivers. She showed in the finals, almost winning game one single-handedly, that she can play on the biggest stage and make clutch shots. And she's one of the best defensive guards in the league because she's quick enough. She's not the fastest, but she uses angles really well, and she's physical. So unless you're just a knockdown shooter, which there just really aren't that many point guards who are, she can just back up a couple steps and she's so physical you're not going to be able to just bully her to the rim. So I just think she's a complete player and the fact that I the way she played in some of those Finals games to me gave her the slight edge over some of these other guards I have in my honorable mentions. Wow. I mean I'm I'm not Sorry, I mean that was a that was a big explanation but I felt pretty passionate about that
0: one. No, I mean there there was some some bouts on Twitter and and people doubted you on that and I think there's a huge argument for that. Um I think a lot of it has to do with how, how she's vibed with the team. I mean, a big argument would be, oh, well, she's only had a few years of, you know, again, I'm going to play devil's advocate. She's only had a few years and maybe a season and a half of of top tier gaming. Um, and it took her a little bit to mold into this team. Uh, but once she got going with them, I have to agree with you. She was definitely playing at a top 10 uh, percentage in the league. The 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 difference I make and when you, when you bring it into – uh, to guards in the league and, and being a guard in the top 10, I'm just going to point at Skylar Diggins, um, who in my opinion should have been in the MVP talk last year. And now with, with Liz Kambage on the team, I think she will be because that's going to free up and give her the ability to to just be a little bit more flexible on the attack. And I saw her stats go up a lot last year, and we've debated this when we did our dive on the wings, and you kind of argued that, how much higher can they really go? She had season or career highs last year. I think we're just scratching the surface. She had an injury plague uh, beginning of her career, and now she's finally getting a team that can build around her and she can grow. So you say we're talking about top 10 guards. To me, that's that's the flip of the coin. Uh, and obviously Skyler doesn't have that same phys- physicality that, that Gray has, and I think that's an element that it kind of is like pick your – Pick your flavor almost. Which one do you want more in it to fit your team?
1: Yeah, I think you make valid points. And I'll just say, to be honest, Skylar Diggins is number 11 on my list. She's my. I ordered my honorable mentions. Um, so should we just say our honorable mentions at this point? Yeah, yeah, um, I guess so. I mean, okay, about- so I, I actually ordered mine. Oh, you did? So so you go I-
0: first because I did not order
1: mine. I have 11 Skylar Diggins, so I'll respond. While you figure out your order, I'll respond to that. Um, I have 12 Angel McCotry, 13 Diana Tarazi, 14, this one might be a bit of a surprise, Glory Johnson, and uh, 15 Jewel Lloyd. And just so you know, I really labored over this. You can vouch for me. I had 35 players under consideration. um, And... I don't want to waste time listing all of them, but if you tweet at me or something, I'd be happy to send you my list. So I didn't, you know, if you if you're if you're thinking, oh, how did you leave off Courtney Vandersloot or how did you leave off, you know, someone else? Like, believe me, they were they were under he- very heavy consideration. Um, that's my fifteen. So that's the thing. I'm not. I'm really not going to argue with you because Skylar Diggins was 11 for me. For me, like Chelsea Gray and Skylar Diggins are the two best guards in the league. As far as like the want point guards. And so for me, it was splitting hairs. But I think where I disagree with you is I think Chelsea Gray for me is a little better in three categories defense, three point shooting, and physicality slash late game isolation play. And I think those three things give her the slight edge. Now, I will say in Skyler's favor is like she has, she's playing with less talent around her so Chelsea Gray definitely gets a lot of open shots because of all the attention Neca and Candace and even Odyssey Sims you know pull on the defense and so I do think it is a fair argument to say look Skyler is doing is playing a bigger role for a team that made the playoffs I guess for me is look Chelsea Gray has a ring played really well in the finals last year and Dallas made the playoffs, but they were under 500. So I think when I combine the team success with those three factors I named, Chelsea Grazer's a little bit better for me. But like I said, Skyler's 11 on my list. And and look, if we did this by position, she'd be the number two point guard on my list. So it's not at all a slight on her, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree just because I think I, I, I look more so when I'm looking at a top player at that one element you mentioned, which is she has less talent around her, which has caused her to carry a bigger load or a bigger burden. And, I am i mean, I'm just really excited because we're looking for 2018. So, yes, I agree. I think Gray is going to be a different level than she was last year because she has that year with the team under the belt, and that's really underrated. But, on, in all honesty, she didn't make my honorable mention. Um, coming in at 11 for my honorable mention <clears> – <throat> And this is is kind of controversial in my mind because of who's next. I put Liz Cambage at eleven, and at twelve, Neka Agumake. Following that, Jewel Lloyd. Following that, Christy Tolliver, and then Kayla McBride.
1: Wow, so we have we have pretty different lists. Um, we both have
0: Jewel Lloyd, so. I think I think it really comes down to though. When you get to the honorable mention, you're picking kind of your own Again, fl- I keep using the flavor aspect the flavor um, usage but like it's really a flavor like what style of player do you like and who because whether or not we say this is us making a team in our mind you still have to think of it kind of like that and in an element of who would I want on my team you know who who do I like better right um, well that's what, so I think well, it's just a te- it's a taste exactly
1: you know? and and actually let's talk about tears. Um, I want to go through mine kind of in tears and then hear your response because I kind of agree with you. Like at the end of the day, like if you were to tell me no, Angel should be ten and Chelsea should be twelve, like I'm like at at some point it, it, we're we're you know whatever those cliches are that you could insert, you know, like the difference of ten and twelve for me is not a big deal. Um, so I kind of want to sh- share my tears. Maybe this will be a little more controversial. So for me the top 4 are a clear tier. I think Parker, Deladon, Fowles, and Moore are the best four players in the WNBA and I think I don't even think it's close. I think for me those four are a tier above the rest. You could definitely debate um the order. I think Maya Moore fans would say how could you put her 4? Uh look at the career she's had and I think that's fair enough. I just think Deladon for me Parker and Deladon the reason I have them one and two is um they kind of have that LeBron James element that they can they're just the most versatile players in the league like I would feel comfortable with either player defending like one to five like if they had not not the whole game but like those players could play all five positions if they had to. You know, if, if they had to guard a big for, for a five-minute stretch, like we saw Candace Parker like, lock down Brittany Griner in the semifinals last year, or she can switch on the pick and roll and guard a point guard. Both these players can shoot the three, drive, post up. I just think those two – there's no other players like those two that just have every aspect of the game. Maya Moore might be a little bit better at what she's good at as far as just being a scorer. But I just think Parker and Deladon have more like tools in their tool bag, and part of that is they're just bigger. They just have more size, and that's not really my that's not Maya Moore's fault, you know. I, I mean
0: that's what that's what I would argue is that like Maya Moore has that same one to five ability. She just doesn't have necessarily the size to cover. The bigger fours or, or I mean not necessarily the bigger fours, but like the bigger fives. And then
1: that and um, again, then that's so that's what I'm saying. It's not a knock on Maya Moore. I just give the slight edge to Parker and Deladon because of their size. And Falz I had fouls I had three for the same reason. She's just she's so big and dominant and just her rebounding on both ends, you know, it, it won a finals last year. Like at the end of the day, LA had Minnesota outplayed at every position but the rebounding. And Foul's just almost her rebounding, and obviously Brunson as well. But her her interior play is championship worthy. So for me, I'm not gonna. If you say that order's wrong, I'm not gonna argue
0: with you. But I think those for me are the clear top four players in the league. So I mean that that's a fair argument. I think we kind of look at this slightly different. In this sense, in that sense, is I'm not looking necessarily the best players in the league overall because. The reason Candace Parker to me is top five or is number five is because of that ability of her. But do I think in 2018 she's going to be the top four player in the league or the top three or the top two or the top one? No. Do I think I like I'm looking at it much more so on in 2018 which players are going to be the best players in the league? And I think, you know, tier one is going to be Maya Moore, Brittany Griner, and Elena Deladon. With Jonquil Jones, Candace Parker, and Sylvia Fowles, kind of, and on like, no, Skylar's not on that yet, but like teetering up there with J.J. Parker and Sylvia. And the reason I say that is, Brit, like, if you ask me who's going to win one on one between Fowles and Griner, I'm going to pick Fowles every time because I've been very critical about Griner's ability to go up against top tier talent and her ability to control the paint against bigger players like Sill, but to the same respect, what Brittany has to do with her team for their team to be to be good, and especially considering the, the off-season transactions they've made, I think it's going to ease up for her what she's going to be asked to do, which makes her life just easier. Now, keep in mind, in comparison to last year, her numbers and her percentages are going to drop a lot because of all the games that she missed because of injury. So I think we're going to see a realistic drop in points that she's going to put up in PPG and stuff like that. Uh, but I think she's going to have a ridiculous season. Also, Elena Deldon, without Mieseman, like, and another year with the same team, she's going to step up huge. Like, I, I, to me, that for 2018, that's the top talent. That's the top tier.
1: Yeah, and I have, you know, so my second tier would then be Griner, Agu McQuaid, Jones, Stewart, and Charles, five through nine in that order. I think, you know, those are five centers, uh, you know four centers are power forwards, you know me I don't care about that I think it's positionless so I feel like those players are a tier below my first four because they're just less versatile they're pretty much just bigs they can't they're not as flexible as the people I, I did initially I think Griner's top of that for me because I understand that at moments she can be frustrating where you're like oh why aren't you averaging like 30 and 15 and you could be giving more but you, Brittany Griner, like changes the game plan. Like you, you have to double team her. Like I put her ahead of those other bigs in that tier, just because I don't think those other bigs command a double team in the way Brittany Griner does, and just completely changes the game. Um Neca, I put six. I think may I, I might be a little high, but what won me over, and I'm curious your response on that one because she wasn't even in your list. Her player efficiency rating was 28. That was second in the league last year, only to Sylvia Fowles. She was second in the entire WNBA in PER, and her and her career PER is 26.5. And she's one year removed from an MVP season. So I I, I think her finals performance was a little underwhelming. So I think it's fair to point to that. But I, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Quell Jones led the league in rebounding. She's next for me. I mean, what I mean. She's just so dominant. So seven, I think, is really fair for her. I think she could move up this list. And Stewie, again, just such an efficient player. And then Tina Charles, I put ninth. Uh, You got to give her some props because she carried New York and they did have a 10-game winning streak and they've been a perennial playoff team. But her advanced analytics, and we talked about this last year, are a cut below the rest of those. Um, So that's kind of my tier two. And then my tier three is getting into those guards, and we can talk about that. So it's funny, even though Chelsea Gray is top 10 on mine, I'd say she's in that tier 3 with my honorable net mentions, if I was to, to kind of bracket it off.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting that she's the one that kind of drops off. For me, I, I, I really like what she said about Brittany Griner demanding the double team, because I'm just looking at both of our lists, and I'm just asking myself, okay, which players every single game alters the game plan and demands a double team? Now, I, I think there's a huge issue when you have teams such as Minnesota or LA to ask that question because you have so much talent. And it's like, all right, if you're double teaming all the top talent, then you know no one's covering half the team. But looking at John Jones, no offense, doesn't demand a double team. Uh Skylar Diggins does not demand a double team. Tina Charles, as amazing as she is, does not demand a double team. Even Stewie doesn't yet. Um and NECA doesn't. Now for me. Candace Parker and Brittany Greiner and Elena Deladon and Maya Moore are the ones who who demand the double team. What are your thoughts on that? Can you just repeat that list? Uh Candace Parker, Brittany Griner, Deladon, and Moore. The, so I I'm, i guess I'm kind of adjusting my tiers based off of what I'm hearing from you and, and kind of the way you're looking at it. I mean, that's that's my tier one. I
1: mean, those are four of my top five, right? You said you said yeah. Parker, Deladon, Moore, and Griner, right? Yeah, and those are so four guess, of my top five, and I I, I would, me I would add stuff. Sylvia Fowles to that. You know, I think teams do double team her, and for and that's why that's why Minnesota needed Brunson to add the three ball so that when teams double team off of her onto Fowles, they can make him pay. So I, I I don't know. I like my top five for the same reason you're saying. I'm I'm adding Fowles to the list of I feel like those top five, and maybe I should add Griner to my tier one. Um, I just think. You know, it's that like you've brought up that inconsistent effort is why I kind of had her at the top of tier two. But I think fair enough. And then, yeah, yeah, you're right. I think that is clear, though. I think you make a good point. Tier two is kind of these elite bigs who are dominant defensively, dominant on the glass, good offensive players. But they're just a, they're definitely a tier below as far as just complete offensive domination where you have to double team.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. But, I mean, I think John Cole Jones is coming into that in her own. Now, she's still young, so give her some time. But I personally, obvi- there's going to be some growing pains, but I see this year as another big step for her. And, obviously, you can expect that from Stewie, too. Um, something that I do think we need to touch upon is a couple big names that we left out. You know, Diana Taurasi, uh, Sue Bird, uh, the, the reigning defensive player of the year. All right, there's some there's some big name players, you know, Shine, Shinee Agumike. Uh, there's some big name players, Dolson, who we just didn't even didn't get there. What are your thoughts on that? What What do you say to the people who are gonna who are gonna hate mail us saying, "Well, oh, how are you gonna leave her out? She's the best defender in the league." Well,
1: let's talk about tier three, right? For me, so I had Chelsea Gray and Diggins, and like honestly, that's basically a tie for me. So don't come at me with you left Diggins out. Like I said, it was ten and eleven. Um, McCuttry's twelve. Uh, Makatri if McCuttry plays like she did before, you know she she sat the year out. She's in the top ten. You know she's twenty a game, can win games by herself. But I want to see, you know, it, I want I need her to s- prove that she still is at that elite elite level and that she can play in the team setting. Now, I did have Terazi in my honorable mention, so you might need to speak to that one. For me. Again, if we're talking career, she's you know top one, two, or three, one of the greatest of all time. So again, no disrespect. Again, under these parameters at this stage in her career, she was not top 10 to me. The reason I still have her in my top 15 is because at the end of the day, she can still win. I don't think she's good enough to win a series for you, but she's good enough to win a one-game playoff. And we saw that last year against Connecticut. Connecticut was the better team in the regular season than Phoenix – a much deeper team. But when it got to that one game playoff, they had no answer for Diana Taurasi down the stretch. And I still think she has one more year left, if not two more years, where, uh, yeah, in the regular season, she's not going to produce like she used to, but she's still, you know, a top. She's a, let's put it this way, she's a top 10 player when it comes to playoff time, maybe not in the regular season. So I left her off my top 10, but she still scares me in a one and done in the playoffs. Why did you why did you lead her? Why did you leave her off completely of even honorable mention?
0: Well, I mean, all right, here's my thing with Androsi. Utmost respect for her career and the past. I'm not giving out any award like this isn't the the Academy Awards where I'm going to give you an award for what you've done for a movie you did in the past. Um, <laughs> right now, if you're asking me like whether or not I have her as a top player, I mean, look at, at to me. If you're talking about top fit, like top fifteen, top sixteen, uh, I, everybody on my list, I think can win a one game series. To me, so like to me, that isn't a a, a reason to put her on that list. Uh, I mean, there's many other players in my mind that could. T- Glory Johnson was. I mean, uh, similar to what you were saying. That I had a lot of other people that I wanted to put on this list. Yeah, you let um, Glory out. But- I left Gloria out in the end. I think she's a very dominant player. The reason I left her out is because I had uh, Khan Beige in the honorable mention also. And I, and I kind of steered away from putting three of one team because I think that's a little bit closed-minded with the talent we have in the league. Um, so that was just, I, I, I made an effort of not doing that. But at the end of the day, if I was doing a top 20, I don't even know if I'd put DT in that. And, and no, top 20, I would. But she wouldn't be like top, she'd be close to like 18, 19, 20. And the reason I say that is she has that power to put it on like a few more, a few more revs up in the engine, but there's really good talent in the league. Like to me, Diana's more of a, I don't, more so than when KG or when like players are on the end, you know, like what we saw from Tamika, Tamika in her last year or whatnot, um, I think DT has more in the tank but she needs to be taking a reduced role on this team but she can't because of where this team is as far as their roster. I don't know if that's a hot take or not. You tell me.
1: No, I mean I think it's fair. I don't think she's a top 15 regular season player at this point just because she's going to have to take games off, she's going to have to rest, but I still think in the playoffs she is. You know, she her player efficiency last year was 19, which is it's really good but not elite right? these are All all our players in the top 10 are like 20 to 30 in PAR. So her and Chelsea Gray are both at 19 last year. So they're just a couple low. For example, Sue Bird last year was a 16 in player efficiency. So for me, that's why I left Sue Bird off, um, even my honorable mentions. And again, Sue Bird is can still contribute a lot. She's a great shooter. And I think that's why she'll still provide valuable production. But uh, it looks like we both
0: left her off. Well, she was also on my list, and I think, honestly, um, I would put her higher than Diana Taurasi, and hear me out on this. Besides skill, besides stats, we've been talking a lot about stats here, I'm going to talk about leadership. I see Sue Bird as a better leader than Diana Taurasi, and I mean that in the sense of, I mean, obviously, thinking about what's going to happen in the draft and things like that, I think Sue Bird... Makes the team she's on better than Diana Taurasi makes the team she's on better.
1: I disagree with that. I think to, you know Taurasi got that team last year. Griner missed a lot of games. They were not deep at all last year, and they she got that team to the semifinals. They compete, even though they got swept. They competed against LA. Sue Bird's had more talent, in my opinion, with Jewel Lloyd and Stewie next to her. And they were under 500 for the season and lost in the first round. Um, again, these are two of the top five players in WNBA history. Um, but again, right now in their career, I think they've both kind of fallen out of the top 10. I, I give Tarazi still an edge over Bird. You see it the other way. I want to ask you, though, about Angel McCautry, because she was in your top 10. I had her just outside. Again, my argument was more, I just want to to see how she fits in with all these new pieces. Um it looks like, other than digging, she's kind of your, your your only guard in there. So, what kind of made the push for her to be in there?
0: But the the for me, the push of putting her in there is she when she when she stepped out of the league. In my opinion, um, you know, she was a little bit banged up, but she was a top ten player in this league. Or maybe, honestly, probably distance has made the heart grow fonder. If I'm gonna be completely fair, I think this team is going to give her a jolt of energy. Now, I've watched a few games of hers overseas. I've seen her get back into it, and i got to say that, obviously, in the beginning, she looked a little rusty, and overseas play is a little bit sloppier than, than we see in the W. So, so it's a little bit skewed. I think based off the team she's going to be on and what she's going to be asked of and her rejuvenated energy— I think she's going to be a top 10. Now, I think the bigger thing, bigger than putting her in there, I think if I had to switch her out for anybody, um, it would be for Neca, because I think that's legitimate. I'll argue myself on that, on why I should have put Neca in there. And I think I didn't put her in there just because of those questions. And when you have somebody like Candice Park, to me, I, I look at it this way, all right? Maya Moore and Sylvia Fowles, only one of them each season is gonna kind of take the bigger chunk. Between Candace and NECA, only one of them is gonna take the bigger chunk. And I think this year is gonna be Candace Parker because she NECA's still gonna kind of be in her I don't want to say shadow because they're they're the 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 two the two shadow causers, you know? But to me, NECA's gonna have to take the passenger seat this year. Um and I think Angel's going to be in a position to take the driver's seat on her team.
1: Yeah, let me just briefly talk about my 14 and 15. I, I think Glory Johnson's a really underrated player in this league. Um, you know, Skyler gets all the publicity for Dallas. That team was – that team had a lot of rookies and not a lot of known talent, and they made the playoffs, and Glory Johnson's a big reason why. She just does a little bit of everything. PR at 18. She can guard multiple positions. She can shoot, she can attack, she gets to the free throw line. And I was talking to a coach slash GM this morning, I won't name, but, you know, what some people don't get is it's just hard to find players like that. You know, there are a lot of great bigs in this league. There are a lot of great point guards. There's not a lot of wings who kind of play both ends of the floor. It's just harder to find players in that mold. You know, Maya Moore is the best of that, right? Um and after Maya Moore, you're kind of like, how many win- and when I mean wing, I mean like a true three. Like you're not a point guard, you're not a big. you know? There's just after Maya Moore, there's just not a lot of elite wings in that sense, and I think Glory Johnson is right up there. And so I think she deserves some props. And Jewel Lloyd, I, I feel like there's mixed feelings why she made my top 15 is, again, isolation scoring, I would I don't want my team to be all ISO. But you need players that can just get you a bucket. And when Jewel Lloyd is hot, there's not many players, again, from the guard position that can just, you know, get their own shot. ISO like that. You know, I think her and Chelsea Gray and Angel McCaughtry are kind of three guards that really, really can just go get you a bucket. Um, but like I said, I considered 35 players. So. I, again, I know a lot of people out there are going to disagree with both our lists. I think we both put a lot of time into this, so I hope you at least appreciate that. And like I said, man, I considered like five players on Connecticut, a bunch on Chicago. So, like, there are a lot of players. And and also, shout out to Minnesota. Like, again, Simone Augustus, Brunson, Whalen, like, these are some of the best 15 players in WNBA history. It's just at this point in their careers, I think they're more role players. And, that doesn't mean they can't help their team win a title. So please understand the context to the list.
0: Out of respect for all these players, only there's only 10 people who can be a top 10. So it, it, it definitely boils down to that. Well, folks, that's all for this week of the WNBA Insider Show. We just broke down our top 10 players for the 2018 season. Leave a comment, retweet, and let us know your thoughts.